Hey guys, Bill here, and sorry it took so long to make this particular podcast happen. However, that being said, it finally happened. I got to sit down with my buddy Siri and his little brother Jace, and we got to discuss uh, one of the most controversial films of our time. What is that film? The most recent Matrix. That is correct. It is the most controversial film among fans of the first Matrix film, and it made us come to some really painful realizations about the second and third installments of that film. Now, if you have any thoughts or opines on the Matrix series, be sure to let me know. I would love to know your thoughts and opinions. The easiest way to do that is just email me, wokenbakepodcast at gmail.com. Now, I know you're thinking, Bill, you're Mr. Wokenbake. Shouldn't you have proton mail? Eh, yeah, probably. Maybe that'll be the next thing I do. Maybe I'll move on to proton mail. There you go. But as for now, it is wokenbakepodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach me via the website, getwokenbaked.com. Now, if you are interested in the merchandise, I'll work on the links. The links are available, all the stuff's available at waldenbros.store. I'll include the link down in the description of the podcast. Now, the other film we discuss is a gem called Iron Sky 2, A Coming Race. Now, maybe it was The Coming Race. I think the book was A Coming Race, and this was The Coming Race. Not 100% sure. Either way, it's the sequel to Iron Sky. Now, if you're not familiar with Iron Sky, it is the uh, Nazi moon base movie from 2012. Now, if you have not seen that film, that's not on me. That is on you. You should go back and you should watch it. It's available on Amazon Prime, as is Iron Sky 2, and that is the other film we are talking about. Now, this film was originally slated to come out in 2016. It ended up coming out in 2019, so when it did come out, it was a little bit dated. Now, for the reasons of this podcast, we're going to go ahead and say that none of that matters. If you care about Rotten Tomatoes ratings, I don't know what to tell you. Make your own opinions. That's just my opinion. But not every reviewer is going to be into what you're into. And I was really into this film. All right. I got my hands on some jazz lettuce. I was uh, up late while my kids and my family were asleep, and I watched a little bit of Iron Sky 2, and I thought to myself, I need to share this film with anyone who will listen, all right? I think it's a great film, and you will hear us describe the film. If you have any interest in seeing the film, again, it is on Amazon Prime, and so is the first one. All right, so ladies, gents, others, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your energy. All right, have a great day. Have a great evening. Have a great whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very, very much for listening to this. I would like to thank my guests, Jace and Siri, for their time and their energy. I will be back just as soon as I can find more interesting stuff to talk about with you fine folks. All right, here you go. Oh, yeah. Stay tuned to the end of the podcast so I can tell you about some awesome places you can spend your hard-earned cash. All right. Have a great day. <laughs> oh, that was amazing. That was hilarious. Were you waiting for me to walk away? <laughs> <laughs> it just I was happened after you said it. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Were you able to hear us? Not, not, a, not until right when he said, maybe if I walk away. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. He mentioned you have a glorious beard. Looking really good, sir. Oh, I said that you, um, you look like you were petting the rabbit too hard. <laughs> Your haircut oh. makes you look a little bit terrifying. You, <laughs> you look like, like it's the other way. You look like it's the I'm other way around. Oh. I'm sorry. You you look like you're you're Jacob's older brother, and uh, you know you're there. Like you have to protect him from the bunnies um, that you're yeah. going to pet too hard. <laughs> Looks like he could be in a guy, Richie. Hey. Oh, that's what I was going for. I'm trying a few different things. I was thinking uh, next week maybe I'll try out Hawk's haircut from Cobra Kai. You know, uh, I, yeah. I I have not been watching this season of Cobra Kai, so I don't know who that is. It's a good show. It's a lot of fun. Kid with the mohawk. Okay, well, that would be why they. Need <laughs> you haven't watched this season of Cobra Kai, or you haven't watched any seasons? I haven't watched any seasons of Cobra Kai. Oh, okay, okay. I know folks okay. that were really, really excited when it was coming to YouTube, but um, I never sat down and watched. Um, just because it really does feel like if ever there was a thing that existed as a money grab, um, maybe it's not the show that started on YouTube, um, but it certainly feels like it led the way for a lot of things that have come out since. I think it did, but I think they've done this with love. I think it's a project of love for the source material and the characters. I mean, I'm sure Ralph Macchio had a million opportunities to cash in on uh, on on Karate Kid, uh, and you know he I'm never sure. he he never did a Super Bowl commercial. He never did any of that. Um, he just went straight into the long form TV show um, and and made his <laughs> nemesis his student. And I don't know. It's an interesting show, and I, I like that this the show. I did watch the first episode. I do like that the show put uh, changed the kind of like loser failure person. Like before, it was Ralph Macchio, and in this one, now it is no longer Ralph. Um, yeah, but Karate Kid is not what brought us here today. Let's kind of let's run this back a little bit. Now, <laughs> this podcast, speaking of rabbits, speaking of rabbits, grabs. And cash grabs. Um, this podcast actually <laughs> was something that should have happened a couple weeks ago, but we're here now, so it is what it is. And I have to ask: my first question is, um, did you did your did you watch the greatest sequel of all time, aka Iron Sky Two? That's questions for yes. You. Okay, oh, for Jace. <sighs> I don't think Jace. Are we recording? Did. Have you seen we, Iron Sky too? No, I have not seen Iron Iron Sky. Yeah. Not yet. It is on my, my watch list, but I have oh. not seen it yet. Okay. Well, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> let me. Okay, so Jace, your brother told me that you like the new Matrix film. 
Why is that? First off, that's Uh, I mean, is is that correct? I mean, yeah, I guess it was like if you turn your brain off and just enjoy a dumb action movie, you know, in that respect, it was it was enjoyable for the most part, I thought. Okay, so um, what what specifically (laughs) did you like? Just so I can poke holes in everything you love. <laughs> um, everything I liked. Well, um, first thing I liked, I everything that I really liked was really just in the first act. I liked the setup. I liked um, the potential that they laid out, what they were doing with the story. I think a lot of people um, would probably have taken issue with the whole like the first three matrix were just a video game he was making up but i actually really like that i thought it um could have led to some pretty interesting places if like the whole movie not just like the first act but the whole movie was kind of focusing on what if it was all just a video game that neo had made up okay so then what didn't you like about the movie Ah, uh, what didn't I like about the movie? There was, first of all, there was no real stakes. I don't even like remember, did like any of the good guys die? Not that you need them to die to have stakes, but there was no sense of danger, no sense of like a, a real goal that they were all trying to achieve here. Um, soundtrack sucked. Absolutely. The soundtrack absolutely sucked. <laughs> Needed more more 90s and 2000s techno um those are probably my two biggest things but like yeah they they set up a lot of really interesting ideas in the first part of the movie and none of it really felt like it paid off at the end like at the end of the movie it just felt hollow Jacob, do you have anything that you'd like to add to that? Or what were your thoughts on the movie? Um, I, I came away happy with it. It's uh, going back and processing that there's been more of the, the disappointment. Um, I loved the first act. The second act, I felt like they there was no point with Io. There was no major obstacle that they had to face. You know, Niobe didn't want them to go off and save Trinity and she whined and moaned, sent Neo to his room, and then Morpheus pops in, he jumps in the ship, they leave. Big whoop. It, it, you know, the whole point of Io was to show that they've been able to start putting together their own fruits and vegetables from memories of people that had been in the Matrix. You know, that could have been brought out at any point on the ship. You know, the first time they pulled him out, could have handed him a strawberry. What's this? Uh, we've been able to do this now because of the memories of everybody who's been trapped in the Matrix. Um, I just, it, it felt well, it, just like fan service, but not good fan service. Um, the first act I loved, I loved how meta it was. I felt that Wachowski really put themselves into that. Everything they dealt with from fans and critics, people picking it apart. Um, and I felt like it was more about their struggle with all the thoughts and issues that had come through. And then after the first act, it's, okay, so here's your Matrix movie. Um, I was watching Corridor Crew did a little bit on it. 
And they were saying that they did not really sit down and plan out any of the action scenes. It was kind of just as it came along, they did it. The guns were CG. In the original Matrix, they used blanks. Um, also, in this one, they didn't use squibs for any of the gunshot wounds. And they used CG for the blood spatter. They used a lot of CG. Um, quarter crew, of course, pointed out a lot of ways that it could have been better in the ways that they used the CG. But I, I felt there was a huge difference because with squibs, there's actual force and explosion. So the actors are going to respond a lot more naturally to that than, oh, shake your body like you're being shot. <laughs> you know, so props to the actors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now you have to go back and uh, green screen in some bullet wounds and stuff. You know, There's got to be someone on Fiverr that can do it. Yeah. That can just take that last 30 seconds and for like 20 bucks, add all of the blood. Yeah. And then another big complaint was that the film was scored before anything was shot. Um, I have to find my source for that, but um, either read that or heard that in an interview that the musical, I think there was two people involved. They had scored it before they'd even seen the film. Um, and it was for me, very lackluster. It sounded very orchestral, which isn't a bad thing, but in the previous movies, They'd really run with the melding of man and machine with the music. There's, you know, Junkie XL was a big part of that. Um, Don, uh, Don Davis, I believe, was another big composer. And they used orchestral, but they also used a lot of electronica. And then um, I, I, I liked and hated um, their uh, One Pill Makes You... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, White Rabbit. Yeah, the White Rabbit. I, I loved and hated it because it, it did fit the moment, but it just felt so poppy. And I never felt like Matrix went out to be poppy. Um, I, I think the film did suffer from um, the other Wachowski not being there. Uh, I feel like they really, that there, there was a piece missing there. And that if they had been there, the second and third acts probably would have been much better. Um, like you, uh, I really, really dug the first act. I thought the first act was one of the greatest movies about a movie ever. Yeah. It was, it was almost a documentary. It was yeah. so really, really good. And I keep going back to one of the dialogues that, um, the new agent Smith is having with Morpheus, um, when spoiler alert um where they're going through uh the dialogue and um and he says you know they the studio said the studio that owns the matrix said they were going to do it with us or without us and that we yeah. could do it and be a part of it sometimes i think you need to let someone else take the reins if 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 the only if your only intention is to control the story right maybe sometimes you gotta let go so there yeah. i mean there are a ton of other science fiction directors in the last 10 years who have emerged who were probably very very heavily influenced by the matrix and would not have made this movie yeah i feel like neil blomkoff could have had an amazing take on this um 
You said Nick? Uh, Neil. Neil. Okay, what Bonecox. are you doing? Um, Chappie. Chappie. I thought it was, uh, okay, I thought I thought it was Nick. Are we sure it's, are, you know, if both of you are agreeing with it, I'm going to say 100% that it's Neil. Um, <laughs> no, but I, okay. I'm just going to agree with whatever Jacob says. <laughs> so, so the director of Elysium, the director of Chappie, the director of District yeah. 9. Yeah, he was who I was thinking as well. I think yeah, that, Neil. Um, he is, uh, he is a, a hell of a great director. And I think that he would have done wonderful things with the story with or without Morpheus, with or without Trinity, with or without Neo. Um, and mm -hmm. I think maybe as a fan, we should have, we should have listened to, uh, um, uh, Lawrence Fishburne and said, no, no, I'm going to stay on TV. Um, <laughs> So any idea why Lawrence Fishburne wasn't a part of this other than maybe he has some integrity? Uh, because, well, it could be that he didn't want to be, but it's also um, there was the online MMORPG uh, of the Matrix and towards the end, Morpheus was killed. And so coming into this movie, this is a memory that Neo created for the game as well as a melding of agent the original agent smith um some of that code had ended up uh inside of neo i think they explained and he used some of that code and his memories of morpheus to create uh this movie's reincarnation of morpheus so at least they stuck with the canon right like in a, it, in a very <laughs> real way some they continuity. didn't go for an easy money grab i guess um yeah, I was. I was. Yeah. Um, and then, go ahead. They were. They were supposed. I totally spaced his name. I'm a terrible person for it. Um, the original Agent Smith. They were trying very hard to get him to come back. It's just the schedule did not work out because of he, he was locked in on some other performances, and they just could not make it happen. They did try very hard, is my understanding, and they really did want him. But. It At least they gave out. us flashbacks. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's true. If you can't if you can't get Lawrence Fishburne because he's busy on doing TV stuff, um, then you know why not get the flashback? Uh, yeah. There were a lot. Of damn there were there yeah. were some things. There were some inconsistencies that I wanted to speak to you two about because a you're both way smarter than me, and b y'all are like cretins of the genre. So what I didn't understand is that Keanu Reeves, right? The actor is almost 60 years old, which means that the character of Neo would also almost be 60 years old. Um, or is it more like 160 years old? Well, I, I don't know. Yeah, he's kind of 60 something. I don't know. I, I don't want to do the math on the years. It's weird. But um, what I didn't understand was he still moved like a man who's played, you know, like Neo and John Wick for the last 20 years. Like he looks, he moves like a guy that's been getting beat up in, in films for the last 20 plus years. In my opinion, keep in mind, just a guy, um, shouldn't he have moved like he wasn't almost 60 years old and been Neo and John Wick for the last 20 years? Yes. Um, I think that can be explained that, you know, because he died, he had this massive reconstruction. So on some level, his brain 
is aware of that massive reconstruction and it probably wasn't perfect cellular reconstruction. So we're speculating though, but yes. we're, we're, we're speculating, speculating on cellular reconstruction inside of the matrix. So even when he's plugged in, he's moving like he's still injured, which makes more sense uh, when you put it that way. When you look, when you look at him on the treadmill and, and on the elliptical, he's moving like R2D2. Um, he's moving like it hurts him to move in real life. Um, I don't know. I just feel like he should have moved like a panther. And the only thing that he did, like, to kick any ass was was that. Which, by the way, mm -hmm. there were some cool yeah, loop, yeah. there were some cool moments in the 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 Aryukin fireball, but no fireball scene. Um, there was there was in. In the one big motorcycle scene, right? Because it's a Matrix film, Trinity needs her motorcycle scene. Totally cool. Um, it, it wouldn't be a Matrix film without it. Right. Uh, I don't know where I... Oh, so that final that final where he's, he's throwing the air balls, right? Um, there were a couple of scenes in that, the, the flipping of... One of the flippings of the cars, but that really seemed to be the only thing that he did. That and body shots. Like, like he could rock him, sock him, robot, um, where he came from, like, kung fu. I don't know. There were a lot of inconsistencies in the film for me. Yeah. There, I felt like they were trying to portray him as having evolved consciously above the need, beyond the need for guns. Ooh. Either that or, like, in... You know, I, I felt that, that were, there was kind of a wokeness push there to, like, he's, you know, this is... For the basic humans, he's evolved beyond the need for this. Beyond punchy kicky. Like he's yeah, punchy kicky. <laughs> he's you know, he's air are you can air you cans. I kind of shout out to the new kicky punchy podcast. I kind of thought that uh what they might have been doing there was they were um obviously they were cloning, reconstructing Neo and everything that he had learned or had downloaded in his mind. Cause in the original, it was downloaded, right? Yeah. All the martial arts knowledge and the weapons knowledge was downloaded. So all of that had been erased. And when they reconstructed him, all of that was gone. That was my take on or it. Or scarred off in his psyche. Or could have been scarred off on psyche, yeah. There are a lot of, I mean, there are a lot of questions that, that remain to be um, answered. But I think that they were kind of left uh, unintentionally ambiguous. Like, but I, I feel like it could have been a story that was told in a TV series. Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. Like, Absolutely. I really felt like the first act was everything that the movie should have been. That Wachowskis were passionate about. Yeah. And then after that, it was just kind of okay. Now we're going to do the Matrix movie. Well, let's go, let's go back though. So the film started uh filming if i'm not mistaken in around october 2019 right when it started doing basic shooting like this film was this is a covid movie so there might have been some other ideas there might have been some different uh different scenes that were originally blocked um that they were going to make but for whatever reason now they can't do it i did think there was um uh, there was one of the scenes where they were botting it out, like there were bots in the street. And I thought, wow, isn't it crazy that they're all equally spaced out about two meters, which would be about six feet. 
just a staggered six feet column. <laughs> so, I mean, the, I'm, I'm sure that like took that it and turned it to their favor. Yeah. I'm sure it would have looked to look completely different had this thing never happened. Um, but that being said, I, I do kind of want to use this as the segue into um, the other film, which JC, you haven't seen, and that's uh, Iron Skies 2, uh, A Coming Race. Now, I don't feel, I, I think it helps if you saw the first Iron Sky to kind of get a better understanding of like how we got on a, on a dilapidated Nazi moon base. You might want to know how you got there. Um, but I don't think you necessarily need to know how you got there to enjoy this film. And yeah, I told dad to just go watch it. Yeah. <laughs> it has dinosaurs in it. You know, you don't need much more than that. Yeah. Yeah. It has <laughs> dinosaurs on a moon base. Like dinosaurs. Oh, dude, it's got hollow earth. It's got so much going on. It's lizard people. Lizard people. Like in a very, very real way, the director of the Iron Skies series should have, could have made a better Matrix movie. And you saw that because this was yeah. definitely a film that was influenced, heavily influenced by the things they did in the Matrix, by, by the technology that, that had to be invented. Um, and so this, the, the Iron Sky series really does the next thing. And I saw that same Corridor crew that you did, that, that you referenced earlier. I watched it with uh, my wife. And yeah, so it's like, well, they slowed down this and then they did this and then they did this. And I was like, ah, I don't even want to finish watching the video about how much this sucks. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, for me, um, yeah, I think the Iron Skies film was definitely more enjoyable than the new matrix but i think that it's one of those things that i'm glad that i watched it now and not when it came out yeah um so that the um the iron sky sequel for those of you that haven't seen it uh, was supposed to come out in 2016 but it it kept getting pushed back it was a crowdfunded movie so like you gotta wait until you have some more money till so that you can do this thing and then you got to do this thing and you got to do this thing. And um, so it took a little while for the film to come out. And, you know, almost three years after it come after it came out, I think it's a better film than when it came out in 2019. I don't think the backers have seen any of the rewards that were promised for backing it yet, though. That's uh, what I because I looked into the film as well. And one of the problems with crowdsourcing films is that sometimes or crowdsourcing anything you may you might not get the thing that you wanted right yeah so i think that ver with a film like uh, another crowdsourced film kung fury i think that one of the great selling points of that is that the film is only like 30 <laughs> minutes and it didn't need to be more than that if you told the kung fury story for an hour and a half i wouldn't care at all all right i mean like i'm done this is i can't i there's only so long i can do vikings on dinosaurs with uzis all right. There's, I, I got 10 minutes of that in me, Max. Um, I don't need it for 45. Maybe I do need it for 45. Um, giant Vikings. Chase has an idea. Um, <laughs> what if they'd have broken it down? And in, in, uh, I mean, in the TV series, how would you have, how would you have liked it to go? Would you have liked it to tell a whole new story, or would you wanted to continue to see Neo and Trinity? I would have liked it if they had gone and done some of the stories from the comic book. Um, 
the the graphic novel um, had some stories from the robot uprising. It had stories of the previous Neo. Um, it, yeah, in stories similar to what we saw in the Animatrix, which was freaking phenomenal. If you have not seen the Animatrix, watch it. Um, if you like to read comics, like graphic novels, read the graphic novel. All the stories are fantastic. There, there's so much passion going on around that time with, you know, for the Matrix animation. Yeah. Um, I would have liked to see them develop that, develop, go back and uh, touch on some of those stories and give us some more of what they had in the Animatrix. <laughs> I, I think I also... uh, Robot, Loving Robots. I think that kind of has been... A few of the episodes. Yeah, it's kind of similar to... Especially in the, the Animatrix. Especially in the second season, yeah. I think. That's on Netflix. Okay. It's a uh, bunch of short stories. Okay. Um... So aside from uh, aside from the Matrix, not liking the new Matrix, is there anything out there that you would re- that you did like that you would recommend? Dudes, <laughs> it is on Tubi and I believe Amazon Prime. Um, Peacemaker, I'm oh, sorry, no, no oh, Peacemaker. <laughs> <laughs> Peacemaker's on HBO Max. John Cena's a gem, um, but Dudes is kind of a punk western road revenge movie. Um, I can't think of anything really to liken it to beyond that. Uh, John Cryer as a punk, his uh, buddy Milo, played by Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, gets killed and he's got to go and avenge his death. I can't remember the other actor's name and it's terrible of me, but it, it, it's so much fun. The soundtrack's fantastic because there's a lot of it's a mix of punk and heavy metal and just, yeah, it's a really cool little film. Okay. Um, I just, I just discovered Italian (laughs) Spider-Man. You sent me the trailer for it. I haven't watched it yet, but. (laughs) Um, And just as cool as Italian Spider-Man is the soundtrack for Italian Spider-Man, which is, it's, really cool like italian jazz pop and yeah the songs are sung by people who probably don't speak english but are like saying the phrases oh come on it's you know you get it girl that's one of the best reasons to watch anime you get the japanese people and then they bust out the english like maximum the hormone the music from uh uh, Iron Skies 2, also, the music, I think, was important to mention. The music was, well, they, they made music for the film. Like, they, the, the songs were the story of the film, you know. And yeah. this happened, da-da-da-da. It's like, all right, it's very German. Like, we're going to sing a song for the adventure, yeah. It kind of reminded me of Spider-Bait. Of what? Um, the band Spider-Bait. Uh, I don't know if you ever seen Eight-Legged Freaks at the end. Itsy bitsy spider. I, I believe it was Spider Bait that did that song, but the, like the delivery and kind of tongue and cheekiness of it. Yeah, the music was really good, dude. I yeah, the acting was phenomenal in that. Like 
that it did not deserve the oh, yeah i i love that that was <laughs> we're still talking about eight-legged freaks right yeah <laughs> an iron sky but yeah well, iron the sky was, iron sky okay that was phenomenal so i want to talk real quick about uh kit dale in iron sky now in iron sky he is the um the big bumbling giant like the extra good looking muscle guy right uh-huh. so moving the stickers on the rubik's cube <laughs> So Kit Dale is um is a world champion uh jujitsu fighter, right? So like so his regular job when he's not like big jacked and scary is actually choking people and and breaking them. But I thought he was incredibly charming in that film. Like I don't know why yes. he isn't in more stuff after watching seriously. Uh, if, if any, like I have some jujitsu people I know that listen to this podcast. If any of you know Kit Dale, tell him to do more acting. Tell him he's great. Yeah, get in the MCU. Oh he my god, he would be gosh. perfect. Guardians of the Galaxy. Get you him Moon Knight. I, I think that I think that we we deep fake it and we make everyone in <laughs> uh, in the MCU Kit Dale just based off the limited footage of like jujitsu tournaments. And uh, and that movie, even worse, if we just use just that movie, like because <laughs> it's absolutely limited to whatever, like the AI is limited to what we've got. Like that's their baseline for him, um, because we don't need him like bending someone backwards to do any like. No, we don't need him rubber. We just need him in just in this one and this sort of mechanical in the suit thing. But he is everybody because he'd be a perfect Iron Man. Yeah, doesn't move a whole lot. Um, <coughs> I might watch this tonight. Yeah, you yeah, should. I'm down. I might actually look up and see if uh, somebody's made a VHS edition from so, all the trailers. Sorry, so, go ahead. So the film, um, Iron Sky Two, has they're like they've rained poop on it in uh, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. And one of my problems with Rotten Tomatoes and any of these any of these sort of film uh, judgment zones is that it doesn't like necessarily change over time. Like there's going to be so outweighed and skewed by like the first hundred thousand people that shit on this film in the first month mm-hmm. that, that it'll take a while to, uh, to outnumber that with no, well, really it wasn't that bad. Let's look at some of the movies that have come out since then um, that kind of had a similar premise and haven't necessarily been as good or as funny or, I mean, it's an entertaining film. It's an all-around yes. entertaining film. And I think a, a, a better t- uh, way to spend your time is on your way to a grocery store to buy whatever it is that you're going to lube your brain up with before you watch this movie um, than to sit down and watch uh, the new Matrix over. The dinosaur effects were very nearly Jurassic Park level. The, the scene with the raptors occasionally was a little awkward, but with the T-Rex, whoever was doing the CG for that was throwing down. I was impressed. For a crowdfunded movie, they went balls out on that. That was gnarly, dude. Well, it was a labor of love. People were totally. really dedicated to making this film. They were so enamored with the first one. I think part of the problem is people had their their... 
people really were so enamored with the first one that, you know, when it came time for the second one, they're like, okay, well, what are you going to do? And our, it's, it's sort of like the matrix going into the matrix too. Maybe if I went back and I watched the second matrix, it wouldn't be such a steam and pile of shit. But the last time I watched it, I really just dig the, uh, the highway scene. Like that was pretty much it for me. Um, that's all anybody really remembers the twins. from that one. Yeah, that's been a big complaint about this Matrix. They didn't have the twins in it. They had the Merovingian, but they didn't have the twins. Twins would have been cool. Um, yeah. yeah, the Merovingian was cool. So I don't know. I think that Iron Sky Two is better than the new Matrix, but I think that the mistake that people made is comparing it to the first Iron Sky. So don't watch the first Iron Sky if. Uh, or, but if you have, understand that this is a different story. This is like yeah. 50 years, 60 years, 70 years down the road. Like, this is a long time after this thing happened. Um, this is, you know, yeah, this is a completely different story. And I, I really do wish The yeah. Last Matrix was a completely different story. You could have done a really good series. Yeah. So that, yeah. So the Matrix film, this particular one, cost something like two hundred million dollars to make. The Iron Sky Two cost seventeen million dollars to make. You could have made a series of Matrix movies. Like, what does it cost for what? What is a, an episode of Mandalorian cost? By the way, I really do like the new Boba Fett. I didn't know that. I don't. I know we didn't start this conversation off with deciding to talk about Boba Fett, but I really like the Boba Fett movie. We haven't started with Boba Fett yet. Jason was on lockdown for like a week, but that is high on the list. Have you seen any of Peacemaker? No, I have not. You might enjoy it. I, you know, I like the I like the Peacemaker character. I hate John Cena. Like the Peacemaker character. <laughs> so Mandalorian's fifteen mil per episode. Okay, so wow! I now I have a harder time believing that uh, uh, Iron Sky cost fifty or cost fifteen million dollars to make. No, it was okay. Well, I, think about I don't even know if you're necessarily thinking about salaries at this point. Like I know it includes salaries. It's got to include effects. It's got to include everything. Everybody's what everybody is getting paid. Um, but you could have made a Netflix TV or you could have uh, made a, a Matrix TV series for less than it costs to make that movie. And it would have been a lot better. And you could have done a whole lot more with it. Yeah. And I get it. It's the Wachowskis, baby. But just because but it, it was uh, only one of them. <laughs> You know? you know, then it's then, then it's like a conversation about, you know, pro-life and pro-choice. Like only one of us gets a say in it. But one of us is like, listen, I don't want anything to do with this. This is a bad idea. None of us, neither of us really, really want to do it. Let's not make this kid. But then Lana's like, no, no, if we don't do it, then someone else is going to raise it. Sometimes someone else should raise the baby. It's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. And in this case... I'm glad. I'm glad John Favreau is uh, is raising the the baby that is the Star Wars series now, 
and that Kathleen Kennedy seems to be gone. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, he's carrying the franchise right now. Dude, I want them to make a Kyle Katurn. Katurn? I can't remember how to Katarn? say his last name. Uh, Star Wars Dark Forces. Um, it was one of the, it was a Doom clone um, from uh, Lucasfilm Interactive. But I told this story of Kyle Katurn, who originally, before pre Disney, he was one of the big factors in them getting the Death Star plans. And he was, uh, he had force powers, lightsaber. But, um, you know, it escaped the calling. But it, really cool little story. Um, I wanted a reference to him in one of these. <laughs> it might I'm glad you did. Uh, I, I got to throw in a spoiler alert in this. Are, you, are either of you guys familiar with Doom, the Doomcock um, YouTube channel? Not ringing a bell? Okay. Well, now everyone who's listening to this knows I watch Doomcock on YouTube, as you should too. Um, so there are some street bad guys in, um, uh, Boba Fett and they're spray painting up or they're space spray painting their, uh, their tag on these, these folks walls. And they're, when they break down there, they're like this planet's alphabet, it's two K's. And it's supposed to be like a reference to Kathleen Kennedy being the bad guy. Ah, <laughs> interesting! Oh my god, I love that shenanigans! <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to um, seeing that now. So the first episode was directed by Robert Rodriguez of uh, ah, Desperado. Yeah. Uh, the second episode, oh, was, I can't recognize, but the third episode was back okay. to Robert Rodriguez. So, um, yeah, I like. I like that the guy that, that did El Mariachi, that the guy that did Once Upon a Time in Mexico, uh, the guy that introduced the world to Antonio Banderas and machine guns. Um, yeah. And guitar cases full of rocket launchers and grenades. Hey, you know what? He's, if, if he can bring back the, um, the revolver codpiece for the Mandalorian. So that was in... Uh, not El Mariachi. It was the the one that came out in Desperado. It was Desperado, and then it came again in From Dusk Till Dawn. Um, but there are <laughs> these two movies with the codpiece, and I'm sure Machete uh, probably had a. I'm, I'm sure I missed his pistol codpiece. Oh, for gonna shout something out too. Battle Angel Alita. Good movie. Yeah, yeah. he did, he did do that, didn't he? He did it, do that. He, and there's yes. talks about the sequel happening. Talks about it uh, being actually made into a, a short series. Yeah. Be awesome. I like that, man. My, <laughs> yep. The um, the only thing... He, he's the Mexican Neil Blomkoff, or Blomkoff's the South African... Uh, so... So I, I don't know of Neil before District 9, and that's like 2009. I don't know. I couldn't tell you anything he did before that. Uh, commercials, I believe. So, so I'll, I'll go with the South African. And, uh, and Robert's from Austin. He's a Texan. Oh. Mm. Did, did he go back and forth between Mexico? Probably. And- probably. Okay. I would assume so. Because I thought he got 
I thought his first film was in Mexico. Probably. And it was probably a lot cheaper to make it there. Um, yeah. Oh, like, and, you know, not as many safety features. Not as many, like, safety rules. Yeah, like, $18,000 in an action movie will get you pretty far in 1992 in Mexico, especially if you know what you're doing. Um, so, I mean, you think about, um, uh, was it Machines of War, from Viet, uh, which I believe was uh, shot in Vietnam. But it was um, made with a million and a half dollars. Uh, I'm sure like the, the folks that did special effects on it were like paid as the money came, you know, like take 50 now, I'll take a hundred later. I'll take a hundred now, <laughs> I'll take 50 later. Um, and watch that one? which machines of war. It's got like, was it four robots got uh, para dropped three or four. Um, Is that and the there's one we, a lot of gore and there's like weird yeah. relationships. Like there's, there's a whole lot going on in this film, right? But that just was the crowd, crowdfunded one we watched. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, crowdfunded. That uh, was. Who is the big white actor? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And who's. And then there's that one guy that's in it by himself. Yeah. Talking into the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. That made me remember it. <laughs> <laughs> it was Not the robots. No. Just. That was like rappers paying for features. You know they're not friends. Those two aren't really friends. He's only doing that because he got paid. Exactly. Um, like the 60,000 bucks got into my account? Why, of course, <laughs> the phone in a room. Well, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Let me just be handsome and answer the phone. <laughs> uh, Send the drone. Uh, yeah, he's got. The, you know, there's nothing on the other line. Maybe there's someone on the other line saying, "And now say this." Send the drone. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, there's this. There's Bruce Willis sci-fi that uh, I'm watching. Mm -mm, it's mm -mm. terrible, except for Bruce Willis's parts. <laughs> he barely saved that movie. He didn't save it. It's just it's worth watching his scenes. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. It's barely worth watching, and only because of him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, what movie is this? Uh, he's on a spaceship, and then they crash land on this planet. Bruce ah. Willis. Uh, the Fifth Element. There's there's a bunch of space zombies. I only know two two languages. Breach. Breach. Oh. English and bad English. And then he's in a movie with Frank Grillo called Cosmic Sin. Makes me want to watch it. That'd be a good <laughs> the band cosmic name. sin. The movie that would be a good band name. Yeah, what it's a good. Saying? It's a good thing the missus is already pregnant because if I put on cosmic a cosmic sin, she I, maybe I can get her pregnant now and just have like another one on the way on the way. Yeah, that's how it works. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you, thank you. So I'm going to share you. this on here. Um, because uh, my wife doesn't listen to the podcast, so I can totally, I can talk about this. This is a safe space. This is a, <laughs> nobody listens to this. Until the algorithm decides to <laughs> cut out key parts and feed it to her. But, you know. so, so she said that we could, I could pick whatever I wanted for the middle name if she got to pick the first name. So the name that she picks is Gabriel. I like Godzilla. 
I also like the name that my, I also like knowing that my name is going to be like partial. My child is going to be partially named after Gigi Allen. Yeah. Um, and I've watched a Gigi Allen documentary with my wife. So she, I mean, it's been a while and it was very late when we watched it. Um, however, <laughs> uh, I don't think she'll ever forget that she watched a man take a poop on a, on a stage in front of a crowd <laughs> and throw it at people. She won't forget that. She'll remember that. Gigi was a performer's performer. (laughs) Just real quick, Gabriel. Make sure you got all your shots. Just another name to consider might be Van Helsing for the middle name. You can make it just one one name. Van Helsing. Just say it quickly. He's he's my son, Gabriel Van Helsing. He's Dutch. (laughs) He likes wooden shoes and Buddha. And killing vampires and Ooh. killing vampires. He's one of the favorite. He his uh, shoes have uh, slightly. They have spikes on the end of them. They are sharpened tips, for so he can practice his. Is uh, another thing that Dutch are very big with is kickboxing. Dutch kickboxing is very very serious uh, sport with us. So I um, imagine how much better Van Helsing would have been if that was in it. <laughs> I, I wish <laughs> I knew how to direct a movie and write a crowdsourcing. Like we should find someone who can make this movie. Who can make our, our Dutch, our Dutch kung fu movie? The, the movie where the girl gets dropped out of the plane. Yes. Yeah. Uh, talk to them. Peaks and valleys. Peaks and valleys. Got to talk to those guys again. Yes. Yeah, how do we make this? How do we make a Dutch kickboxing movie where Van Helsing has wooden shoes that he uses to kill vampires with? I mean, like, he's like, okay. I mean, does it have to be a stake through the heart? Like, if if it if it's a stake through an artery, like, it's still got to hurt him real bad. If it's silver and it's an artery, yeah, because it's going to hit the blood, and that should. We can if pretty much make rules. We can make up our own rules to it. Everybody else does. They're vampire movies. Like who's uh, the one person that's gonna get upset? Uh, like is is a dead Romanian. You know, like he's cool. He doesn't care anymore. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to see the movies capture the fact that you know vampires can't see their reflections only in mirrors that have been made. Mirrors originally were made with silver as the backing. And that's why vampires couldn't see themselves in it because it was silver, you know, and silver could harm vampires and stuff. So vampires should show up in modern mirrors. So I always thought that that should be a point where there's this old house and he inherited this mirror from his grandmother. And that's how they find out who the vampires are because they have one of the old silverback mirrors and stuff. I dig it. But that's, yeah, we'll let pop No, no. Probably shouldn't share that, you know, so that. (laughs) <laughs> we got dibs on that fools <laughs> every time someone says silverback a gorilla comes out of nowhere like jumanji <laughs> and it's like Ooh, so and it's vampire, about vampire gorillas vampire gorillas and and when they look at their reflections in regular mirrors they freak the fuck out yeah i shouldn't be seeing myself what is up with this <laughs> time to rip off arms <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, good. And gotta get Kit. What's his name to be in it? Kit Dale. 
Kit Dale. Okay, I'm gonna remember that. As as you should, as you should. For the next five minutes. <laughs> watch watch the film and you won't forget it. I think I think it's the only like if you go to his IMDb page, I think it's the only film there that isn't like a jujitsu competition. Okay. Which I didn't know those you could find on on uh, IMDb. IMDb. But if it yeah, airs, man, they're they're awesome now. If it airs somewhere, then it's a thing. I'm sure. Yeah, Born a Champion, Beyond the Water's Edge, and Rule of Thirds. Those all sound like fight movies. Born a Champion sounds kind of cool though. 2021 action drama. Yeah, but it's only because he made this film. Because he made the masterpiece that is Iron Sky too. Yeah, dude, that's, I was really... That's the title of this episode. Iron Sky 2 is better than The Matrix. Sounds like plan. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Jace, are you going to watch the film? I'm absolutely going to watch the film. It's been on my watch list for a while. We just have so much. Yeah, we'll probably watch on that. On our collective watch lists to that, get through. We're going to watch that. But I'm going to bump it up. Okay, yeah, well, I'm going to go and I'm going to watch Dude. Um, because who doesn't want to see John Cryer and Flea? Um, who doesn't love Flea? Dogs, Seriously. dogs hate Flea. That's true, but man, he can tickle that bass like nobody's business. Yep, as long as he's not tickling a dog, the dog doesn't mind Flea. It's just when the dog, yeah. the Flea's tickling dogs. And I think that if Flea the bassist were tickling a dog, the, the dog would be fine. He's probably got real nimble fingers. I think so. Real fast. Yeah. Him and Square Pusher. Just, but it's crazy. Just, I'd like to see a competition. Dogs. That would be a cool competition. A bunch of bassists, and they have to go and pet dogs and see who makes the dogs the happiest. Flea's dog would just start singing a song that they could record and put on the album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and that's when it turns out like the the Red Hot Chili Peppers have dumped Anthony Kiedis and replaced him with a Basset Hound. <laughs> have you heard any of John Frusciante's heroin albums? So... I know that I need to. My brother, um, who, by the way, I my big brother, I think, is the the man who I, I most use to define what is cool at any point in my life. Like, he's the guy that introduced me to the Wu-Tang Clan. He's the guy that introduced me to Ice-T. Um, he's introduced me to a lot of really cool stuff. And, and like you said, there just becomes like this list, right? You got to go to the list. But he said the first of the heroin albums... It's like one of the best rock albums of all time. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah, experimental and raw and just really well done, you know? For some dude jonesing for a fix and cutting an album just to feed his fix. It's pretty well, good stuff. So I think some of Basquiat's stuff is the stuff that he, you know, he made to buy drugs. Like some of his most, like the stuff that people are most interested in was the stuff that he made specifically uh, because he needed drugs, because he needed cocaine, because he needed whatever it was that he was trying to get high on. Um, so I think that's pretty much any Omar Rodriguez Lopez album. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Um, oh my God. The band name just totally, uh, lead guitarist who did uh, At the Drive-In. They started out at the Drive-In. And then um, 
This is terrible. I should know this just off the top of my head. One of the albums was Goliath. I gotta look him up. You're supposed to know this. You're I know you're this is terrible. Know this. I, I'm on medication for some Mars Volta for some issues with uh, okay. asthma. I had a really bad asthma attack, so it's all this stuff. Mars Volta, freaking love them, but they were definitely heavily influenced by drugs when you listen to the music. Not uh, in a bad way. But I love the music; it's amazing. Now, Chase, you were gonna say something before your brother so rudely interrupted you. Oh no! I was gonna uh, circle back to like the Matrix, and I was curious to get your opinion. What would you have done other other than like not making the movie? What would you have done to make it a better um, better experience for the viewers? I, I go back to that very same conversation where they had you know like well we're gonna make it with somebody else. I remember talk around the time uh, that The Phantom Menace came out. And the idea was that someone other than George Lucas would be directing part two and part three. And that some unnamed director, it might be Spielberg, it might be so-and-so. But how glorious could it have been if the man that directed Saving Private Ryan, like let's, we're talking about war movies. We are talking about war movies with combat scenes, with drama. The man that directed Saving Private Ryan, the man that directed Schindler's List, telling that story. Can you imagine if that man uh, directed the youngling scene. Everything leading up to that. Fuck yeah. George Lucas for denying us that. Fuck him and his stupid ego. But yeah, like <laughs> I would have had some. Yeah, dude. Oh my gosh. Um, why not? Anybody. Um, really? Well, I don't know. I've never seen him do like sci-fi. Um, but I, I you know. Um, going back to Spike Lee, I've never seen him do sci-fi, but, but like, but, uh, but Neil, Neil, the South African, um, I would have, I would have had Neil, the South African, uh, do that. I would have, you know, what? looking back, I would have asked, uh, John Favreau what he would have done and, uh, and taken some notes. Um, but I would not have had, um, one of the Wachowskis do this under any circumstances. Um, it's their baby. And I would, I would give them some sort of like appeal, like give them a list, give them a, a look at the script, maybe have them come in for a couple of scenes that you think might matter to them. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, how do you think that this, especially if you're addressing a character that, that the sisters wrote about, if the, if you're doing that, you know, I think you can do it. I, I don't think George Lucas, when he watches The Mandalorian or he watches the, the story of Boba Fett or the book of Boba Fett, I don't think he's upset when he watches it. I know that as a fan, I'm not. Um, I, I know that I, um, I've probably invested an hour and a half. I don't know how long these episodes are, 45 minutes for 
book of Boba Fett. Let's say it's 45 minutes. I'm that means I'm like two hours invested, whatever. Um, not upset, like definitely not as upset as I was at the last three Star Wars movies. That's time <laughs> I can never get back. That's like negative energy that I wish I never had. Like yeah. I'm so angry about these films, but I it's not anything I can get back. It's a waste of energy to, to be angry and upset about them. However, I can look on to to better things. Like, like what is Neil the South African doing now that we brought him up? Um, I, I like that Robert Rodriguez is involved in in Boba Fett. Stories are being told by people who appreciate the stories. Um, yes. Yeah. I liked the um, the last Mortal Kombat movie because watching that, it felt like at least the people who were making the movie at least at one point in their life played the video game and yes. liked it. Um, yeah. I, I the, the dude that plays the Highlander should never play an Asian dude as well. All right. <laughs> Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I am raging. Oh my gosh, have you ever seen Beowulf with him as Beowulf? No. No. No, I'm not going to either. That's time I'm never No, you need to watch it. You need to watch it. I need I, I I know. It even has the same intro as Mortal Kombat. Combat. They just changed the, you need to watch this movie. It's amazing. You need to do it. You don't need to be sober. By the way, um, I am Beowulf. <laughs> I didn't know this was a thing um, until very, very recently. Full extract cannabis. Yeah, but that's seven grams, right? Fireweed. That is... So it's made with the syrup? No, no, not at all. Not at all, sir. Um, so this uh, this test sounded about um, 55% uh, THC. So this is over uh, 3,500 milligrams of cannabis. I didn't know this. Okay. I didn't know... That's the most you can buy in a day, also. This... Uh, yeah. Which, hey. Yeah, I didn't... Yeah, like, like there's a cap. I went, I, like, I bought a bottle of lemonade, and uh, and I was like, I'd also like to buy the fico oil. And the lady said, I can't sell that to you because then you'd be, uh, you would have hit your max for the day. And I was like, Oh no. Well, I'm gonna take the, I'm gonna take the lemonade so I can, so I can go to sleep. But I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> And I was, and and I Love like that. Way, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so I got this uh, from the Onnit Academy in Austin, Texas, uh, many years ago. Um, so my friend Curtis, um, he he runs Tenth uh, Planet uh, Jiu Jitsu in Austin. Uh, for a while, um, it was part of the Tenth Planet. I think it's still part of the Tenth Planet facility in some roundabout way. I don't know. I haven't been down there into the new facility. I haven't been down there in a few years. I'll be going down there in March. I don't know if I'll still wear this. Probably. I know it's falling apart. I don't care if I don't look like one of the cool kids. I'll be like, no, it's like falling apart. I've had it for a long time. See, that's how you know I love you. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's awesome. Hug me, Aubrey Marcus. Hug me. <laughs> like he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't like rent it anymore. But I'll just hang out in front of his house. Just Aubrey Marcus. Just hug me. Just he's not going to be there. He'll be like on vacation, doing like Aubrey Marcus <laughs> stuff, like hunting bears and drinking ayahuasca. I'll just be hanging out. You, you should get a big cardboard cut out of you and plant it in front of his house. He'll see it on his security cam as he's on vacation. Dear Aubrey, <laughs> wish we were both here. <laughs> we could exactly. be best friends. <laughs> ah, that would be creepy at all. Yeah. We should look into how much it would be to get giant life-size cardboard cutouts. You should get the ones with the little Not motors so that, so that their hands life-size. go like this. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. Have we got like 40 of them half size though? <laughs> little army <laughs> I like that I like that <laughs> I've always went there <laughs> what were you about to say that's <laughs> what I'd look like as a little person but yeah, not to be offensive well so you know what I saw in Russia um not like I saw it when I was in Russia, but I saw it thanks to Russia, because there are a lot of things in the world that you kind of get to say, I saw this thanks to Russia. Uh, midget MMA. Yeah, you sent me, dude, that throw was wicked. Yeah. And the dude just bounced right back up and went swinging. Yeah. That looked a little mismatched, but man, he was not holding back. Okay, but you can't have the same like weight standards when it comes to little people. Yeah. like. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know how many, like, I don't know what a, I don't know what a heavyweight little person is versus like, uh, like a bantamweight little person, but like you, I'm sure it's like, it's a more limited, um, like selection of okay. fighters. So yeah, that, yeah. that little guy might've had five or seven pounds on him and it might've meant the difference, but like. He had like four or five inches. It looked like. There's that. Like that other guy was just short. Like the other one dude was a little person. The other guy was definitely just short. Yeah. Maybe not short. He was a big little person. The other person yeah. was a little little person. I got it. Yeah. But man, he just bounced right back up and was in under his guard. I uh Can you show me this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? <laughs> now that I mentioned that, uh, I'm going to go ahead and download it, and that's going to run on my green screen the whole time. <laughs> I was I was thinking I was going to use a shootout from here, but it's this. It's I'm the, not sure if this is going to show up just right. I, I just it's it's weird. Um, it's a dude in his underwear. I'm, like it doesn't. Yeah, look I, I'm sending it to you right now. <laughs> it's on instagram okay well that's john cena that was john cena yeah just wait i you don't I, like john cena i'm not the biggest john cena fan um and and it it doesn't really have anything to do with his recent stance about taiwan not being a country um so i went to a professional wrestling event and and this is just an observation about that I had about John Cena. Um, there was um, special needs adults ringside at a WWE event, and I and I'm there and I'm just observing this because it's like 
it's way better. Like the, the ring is great. Like all the action going on is great. There's a reason the WWE guys are, are the big, are, are the, the big bit gangsters, right? Like they're really good at what yeah. they do. Um, they are athletes period. But they're a, the ring is way smaller than you expect it to be. Once you get there, like when you see it, it's like, that's the WWE ring. That's small. Um, <laughs> But there was a special needs adult, and he was in um, an Austin 316 shirt, a Steve Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin. So, I'm sorry, ignore that. Yeah, bleep that. <laughs> Please cut that out. That's probably a HIPAA violation. <laughs> That's how easy that happens. Sorry, one of the guys that work. No, hey, stop! Shut the fuck up! I'm not doing that again. Um, (laughs) no, no, no. Uh, Bill met him. Oh, you when we took up in Anchorage. You met so this this, dude. This dude, um, in in the shirt. The dude, my guy, um, (laughs) is screaming the worst shit at John Cena, right? And because he's got his Austin three sixteen shirt. I can only assume that this is his universe. Like he's in it for real. Like John Cena is fuck that guy. And so this guy was saying it with all of his heart. Like, like he meant it. Fuck you, John Cena. Suck my dick, John Cena. Fuck you. I hate you. You piece of shit. John Cena, the worst shit you could say to John Cena ever. Right. And and it was at that point, like, I know John Cena can't turn around and say anything, right? You're John Cena, the good guy. You cannot say anything. You just have to be the face. You have to be the good guy. You can't hear this kid. You're off in another planet where you're kissing babies. Um, and And that's when I realized I want at some point in my life to be so famous that a special needs adult can say the worst shit to me, like to me, that you could say to me, um, and I can't say or do anything about it. So so one day I'm at a radio promo event, right? And I'm just gonna have to pretend that like, for those of you at home who don't know me, in another life, I did radio. And I was at a live event and this special needs adult um, essentially tells me that the guy who years later goes on to fire me is so much better than I am. And that's why he listens. And that's I couldn't say shit. Huh? You know what the best part of the story is? Yes. What is the best part of the story? Jake, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We can't <laughs> talk about that either. <laughs> we can't talk about that either. <laughs> the same reason oh, yeah. What's happening? the same reason that i had to edit out the last thing so also for those of you listening to the audio version of this yeah. uh jace <laughs> has been drinking this this whole time so <laughs> so, so, so jace's tongue is a little loosey-goosey um, <laughs> yeah he knows who it was now <laughs> uh, who has his own podcast <laughs> the, the individual you're talking about uh jace yeah assists him with a podcast music podcast 
I wish we could share it because I, I play music would probably it, be more it, than it, happy. It, yeah, if you get permission from him and maybe his mom. Oh, his mom. Will it, it's it. not a problem. We can't talk about it here at all in that process. Yeah, I know. I know. I understand yeah. that hundred percent. I understand that hundred yeah. percent. I'm saying I'm not going to edit any of this out because this band gave me like the greatest, the greatest shot of re like, I still talk about it. I still talk about this yeah. particular moment and I will for the rest of my life that uh, yeah. this man gave me. Uh, it was so humbling. Cause I couldn't say shit. Like, what am I going to say? Well, I can't. <laughs> Anything I could possibly say in that moment would lead to like me a getting fired and b being ostracized from this small community, which is exactly <laughs> what would happen if John Cena would have said anything. Yeah. So a- after this, real we'll, talk. Yeah, we'll we'll share some stories because. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna because um, I don't think it's too late yet, um, and. Uh, another thing that uh, I thought I would share with anyone listening or watching now, uh, I'm at home because someone in my house uh, tested positive. Uh, not me, not, you know, I mean, you can't test Weep. positive if you're not getting tested. <laughs> and then there's been uh, that research and article showing that. Yeah, I'm just at home medicating. I'm at home medicating. That's yeah. You know, you're talking about the cannabis article. That's all I'm doing is I'm at home medicating and going on. Why I work from home, so like, yeah, it's it doesn't matter. I'm just I'm just gonna keep working from home. Folks, I would like to take a hot ass second to talk about a hot ass place to take your sweet ass to and get your sweet ass even sweeter. That's right, ladies and gents and others. Iron Asylum, located at 35165 KB Drive, behind Save You More. You can find them on Instagram as well as Facebook. The gym's open 24 hours a day. And, uh, yeah, if you're interested in going, they've got everything you could possibly want in a gym and more. All right, check them out. Check them out on, uh, on the, the Facebook and on the IG. Or call Brandon at 907-953-4720 for more information. He will set you up with an appointment to check out the gym. It's a badass place. I I promise you, it is uh, the very best gym in the state of Alaska. Without any question. I don't care what gym you go to, this gym is better. It's not even a gym. It's an environment. It's It's better than a wellness center, okay? Just go. Go check it out. Call Brandon. 907-953-4720. Next up, Red Run Cannabis Company, located on the Kenai Spur Highway. They are the growers of fine cannabis and the brewmeisters of about 3,000 varieties of hashade, including shooter and 100 milligram bottles. Really kind of going ridiculous with it. And when I say ridiculous, I mean that in the absolute very best way possible. Now, because they are vertically integrated, you are going to find the very best prices on cartridges and oils on the peninsula, at least. Probably, again, in the state of Alaska. Now, they have a physical location on the Kenai Spur Highway, which is where you can go. It's kind of like the Nike town of their products, except with way better ethics than Nike. So there you go. 
You can lock down all of the different flavors of Hashade, as well as stock up on some edibles from Lady Grey. By the way, I want to give a very solid big shout out to Ben Farley of uh, Best Buds. All right, so he created a drink called the Irie Palmer. It's based on the Arnold Palmer. And that particular gem of a drink is Lady Grey's Iced Tea and Red Run's Hash Aid. By the way, uh, both of which are available at finer dispensaries around the great state of Alaska. If your dispensary doesn't carry those products, I don't know that you necessarily have one of the finer dispensaries in the great state of Alaska. All right? Find a dispensary that carries both of these products. And that's how you know you'll have a good dispensary. All right, now, if you are in the Kenai Peninsula, stop by their location. Again, it's on the Kenai Spur Highway between Kenai and Soldatna. Talk to your favorite bud tender today, and they will get you lined up with what it is that you are looking for so that you can have the best experience uh, with whatever it is that you are trying to do with what it is you are trying to do it with. Alright folks, last but not least, I want to give a solid shout out to my friend over at 5150, Dave. Dave at 5150 and I are working on a new podcast called Kicky Punchy. It's an MMA podcast with a little bit more to it. We've also got professional wrestling going on uh, involved in all of that. So if you have any questions, by all means, uh, let me know. Shoot me an email, wokenbakepodcast at gmail.com or stop by the website, getwokenbaked.com. Let us know what we can do for you. By the way, if you are trying to confuse 5150 Vape, uh, let me say that if you do, then I'll say uh, nicotine is an addictive substance. There you go. I got myself covered. Now, at the very end right here, I will add a cannabis warning, and I will go on about my merry day, and I hope that you do too, you beautiful son, daughter, or other of a biscuit. And I mean to call your mother a biscuit in the best way possible. 6.360 Alaska Marijuana Control Board Cannabis Use Warning A. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. B. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. C. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. D. For use by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. And E. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding.